Hello, hello, my creative friends. Welcome to the Do It For The Process podcast. I am Emily Jefferts, and I'm very honored that you're here with me today. I'm an artist, educator, mother of three, travel lover, someone who's longing for spring to actually arrive, actually be here. (laughs) And today I'm sharing episode three in the Share the Work series with you. Share the Work is a mini course that I offer to the creative community once a year, and it leads into the 12 week course that I offer to my students once a year. Also, Making Art Work is the course for creative entrepreneurs. I can say that resolutely and so certainly. Making Artwork takes you from understanding your aspirations and getting really clear on what you uniquely want to accomplish in this world in the near future and in the distant future possibly. And then I take you through not only understanding what your unique aspirations and goals are, but accomplishing them, which is so empowering and one of the most meaningful things I get to do with my life and hopefully it will be meaningful in your life as well. We go through everything um, from of course setting aspirations, that's module one, understanding what makes you unique, what makes your vision unique, what makes your work unique, understanding how to create a sustainable business, that's all in module one. (laughs) Module one is very foundational and very important. And then we progress steadily from that very conceptual space to understanding what marketing is to creating a marketing strategy that will help you achieve your goals. And I really take you through an actual recipe that you can use to sell your products and services, your collections, your artwork, whatever you're creating. We talk about social media and social media growth, how to attract the right audience to your content, to attract the right people to your work. We talked about using Pinterest effectively, Pinterest and Facebook ads. We spend time talking about how to value your work effectively and how to price your work with that value in mind. And then we get practical with things like how to set up your website, how to set up your your shop listings, um, how to create a website that will actually effectively sell while you go about your life creating and sleeping and making cookies and going on walks or whatever you wanna do, you can be selling things in the background, which is magic. We talk about how to get your work seen in magazines and in blogs, how to work with other brands for licensing partnerships and wholesale, really how to layer in the multifaceted nature of a sustainable business. It is a risky thing, not impossible, but a little bit risky in my opinion to base everything in your business on one product. The more you can layer in different legs onto this table that is your business, the more your business will stand firmly. I love having multiple things inside of my business that let me play, that let me express myself in different ways, that let me try different things and market things differently because each product has its own has its own uh, mission and vibe and ethos. And I love having that space to invent and to create and to play. And I think that you will as well. You can learn all about making artwork at emilyjeffordslearn.com forward slash course. It is an intense and powerful course. It will change your business. It will change your life. I have no doubt about that. All of the practicality, the business practical uh, coaching, nature, trainings, all these things, right? They're all soaked in this layer of soulfulness. And this is very important. This is where making artwork differs from an MBA, 
Well, it differs in a lot of ways from an MBA in pretty much every way, <laughs> in that an MBA would not really help you as an artist very much at all, whereas making art work will. But stay with me on this. Then the thing that I'm able to layer into this course is empathy and a deep understanding of what it is to be a creative entrepreneur. And when I say that, I want you to hear, <laughs> I want you to hear, I understand the vulnerability. I understand the fear. I understand the nerves that creep in because you are asking the world to look at your heart and to look at your intentions and to look at your creative expression and your skills and your abilities. And that is not for the faint of heart. First of all, I want you to know that if you are a creative entrepreneur, if you are even just a creative who's beginning to share their work publicly, please know that you're doing something great. And I'm really proud of you, not in like a patronizing way, but in a way that says, please do more of this because the world needs your creative voice right now so deeply. We are coming out of this long pandemic and you know we're still in it of course we're tired we are burnt out we are looking for connection and on top of that the world feels a little bit unstable it feels a little scary right now and when things are unstable when things feel scary in my life and I want to find myself again I go back to the studio I block out the world for a little bit I fall into a creative flow and there's some kind of balance that's restored in that process. And hopefully the same is also true for you. Hopefully you also are able to prioritize that healing ritual of creativity. Well, with that, I really believe that the emotions that are woven into the creative process exhibit themselves in the final work, the final piece or whatever you're working on. So with that in mind, sharing that work is an act of generosity. And I love knowing that all the time, but I especially love knowing that during times of uncertainty and during times when the world feels a little bit extra heavy, having creativity in our lives is nourishing and healing and restorative always but especially right now. So as you begin to think about your own creative practice, first of all, fall in love with your creative practice. Fall in love with your work. We talked about that in episode one of Share the Work, of just letting yourself be nourished by your creativity. I recommend doing that wholeheartedly. And then two, as you begin to share that work publicly, know that it is an act of generosity. It is kindness to share your work. So you can do that with a lot of confidence. Today, we're going to talk about something that might make you feel uncomfortable. If you have a, a gut reaction to this word, it makes sense. We're going to talk about how to create a brand around your work. And I'll talk more about that in the episode. I'll stop talking here and let you go listen to it in just a moment, I promise. But when you create a brand around your work, I want you to kind of reframe with that, what that word means. I don't mean that you have to create your own version of Nike or Skittles or Tide or Netflix or whatever brand comes to mind for you. That's very telling that those came to mind for me, but you know, <laughs> that's okay. When I, when I say the word brand as a creative entrepreneur and as an artist, what I'm thinking of is your brand is how your work feels out in the world. 
when people get to in- encounter your work or experience your work, how does it feel to them? What are they, what are they experiencing in that, in that engagement? The things that they feel are your brand and you have a lot of control over that, which is very exciting for me. And I hope also for you to know that you can create an entity that has its own ethos, its own identity, its own feeling. And it'll probably resemble you quite a lot because you are the one creating it. So it'll probably have quite a lot of you woven, woven into it, but it can be its own thing outside of you, right? That is so liberating to me because it means that I, the human, can have human days. I can have days where I go to the auto shop and when I spend all day in a line trying to get a package or when, these are random examples, but you get what I mean. I can have human things happen to me and my brand lives outside of that. My brand is its own entity that has its own successes and and beautiful things and its own life, essentially. So there's that. I'll talk more about that in the episode. Um, At the end of this episode, I ask you to share something with me. And if you're listening to this it may not make a lot of sense, but here's what I'll say. Listen to the episode, go through it. It'll make sense audibly. Don't worry. But I would love for you to share your results, your not your results, but like what you come up with, what you create as far as this prompt goes, which I'm being very coy because I want you to go through the episode and listen to it there. But when you get when you get to that part, the challenge part where you have to go and do something, I would love for you to join our private community, share the work and share it in that space. You can find that space on Facebook. If you search for the words, share the work, it'll come right up and you can request to join us. And of course, of course you're welcome. I will let you in. (laughs) It's a private community. So you have to just push that little request button first and then you're in. All right. I'm done babbling about all the details and all the things. Let's dive into this episode. It is so good. You're going to walk away empowered. You're going to walk away excited. You're going to walk away wanting to do this challenge that I'm hinting at a lot and not telling you what it is. It is good. It's, it's powerful and life-changing. Let's dive in. Here we go. Welcome back to share the work. I'm so happy that you're here. This is a five part video series for creative entrepreneurs. So far we talked about how to create viable work that you know will sell, how to go internal and to know that your work is good, that it has a message, that it deserves to be up on that metaphorical or actual pedestal. Next, we talked about how to attract people to your work. We talked about how to bring people into the to the orbit of your creative work and allow that conversation to begin happening, which is as much a mindset shift as anything. Today, we're gonna talk about how to create a brand around your creative work. And this is the part that some creatives get a little bit squeamish about because creating a brand can feel a little slimy and it can feel a little bit sterile and a little bit corporate, none of which are words that we want to describe us, I would imagine. So how do you create a brand around your creative work and what does that actually mean? Let's talk about that in today's lesson. Now, before you just disassociate and say, nope, I don't want a brand, stay with me. I think, I think I might help to reframe this for you by the end. As we begin talking about this, I want you to think about the aesthetics and the messages that are already present in your work. This could be your artwork. It could be designs. It could be retreats or other events that you create. It could be services, anything that you create. 
Again, anything that requires your intentional inspiration and creative energy to come out of your body and into the world in some form is your creative work. So what aesthetics are already present in that product or service? And then let's expand it a little bit and think what messages are being conveyed by that product or service. Once you have a kind of a grasp on those two things, you've already created a brand. The way that I like to think about a brand is it is the feeling someone has when they encounter your work. That's really simplistic and that's a really general overview, but that is what a brand is in its essence. It is the feeling someone experiences when they encounter your work. And as I talked about yesterday about when we begin marketing our work, we have to not only elevate the work itself, but the things that surround the work itself. That elevation process is the cornerstone of making our work. We talk about how to practically do that in every single area of your business. But when you begin elevating the things that are around your work, you are essentially expanding the brand of your work. So with that in mind, let's answer a few questions. Number one, do you or do you not create good work? Yes, you do. <laughs> I already know that part. Number two, you know that there is an audience for your work somewhere out in the world, whether you're already speaking to them effectively or not, you know that there's an audience for your work somewhere out in the world. Rest in the fact that yes, you have an audience out there. It's a matter of, as we talked about yesterday, letting them be in a space where they can become attracted to your work. The problem, right, if you're having some resistance around that right now, the problem probably is that people are not seeing your work and we can fix that. That's what making our work is for. Okay, my next question is, you know that you can sell your work more effectively, but there is something missing, right? If you're having some resistance around growth and around the possibility for growth, and you're like, yeah, it works for you, Emily, but like, it's not working for me. Can I offer you a piece of advice? The problem is probably not in your creative work and it may not even be in your audience. The problem is what's happening when those two things meet. And that is where your brand comes into play. That's why this matters. So yes, you have a brand. I know that might initially make you feel a little bit weird, a little bit gross, but no. Let's wipe that away. Take that emotion away. It doesn't belong here. Let's own it. You are able to create something that has its own entity. This brand lives outside of you. It is not you. You get to be a human. You get to have good days and bad days. You get to have desires and, and dislikes. You get to have piles of messes and, and inner turmoil and joy and all the things that you as a human have, right? You are complex. You are messy. You are a delight. It's, it's perfect. You are who you should be and you are perfect. Your brand lives outside of you. It's its own entity. It can be simpler than you. It can be more easily defined. It doesn't have as many good days and bad days. It doesn't have the inner turmoil and the inner desires that you have. It is fairly easy to understand. Um, it can be complex, it can be layered, it can be mysterious and beautiful and all the things that you may want your brand to feel like, but you get to define how it feels and you get to let it be in the world. So as we talked about on day one, 
What goodness does your work bring to you? What does it fill your heart and your mind with? What messages is it speaking to you? What do you want it to convey to others? It's that, it's that reaching outside of yourself and saying, this is what my work needs to be in the world. That's the moment when your brand becomes something other, becomes something outside of you and beautiful because you made it beautiful. You made it what it is. And that also means you get to elevate this thing, right? You get to make this thing more refined and more beautiful as you progress all the things around it. Photography, packaging, website, social media, your email list, everything that hovers around the beautiful work that you're creating is your brand. Inside of making artwork, I open up the intimate spaces of my brand and show you my branding guide. I show you the way that I developed my brand over the years. It has shifted a lot because I've shifted a lot. And that's the cool thing about having a brand as an artist or a maker or a creator is it can shift and it can evolve right along with you. Every year, my branding guide changes. Every year, our colors within my business shift a little bit. Every year, things just look a little bit different than the year before. And that's the magic of it. That's where your creativity gets to play even more. So why does this matter? Well, let's talk about what would happen if you did not value your brand, okay? Just for a little bit of a thought exercise. Let's say that you didn't think about things like your website or your photography or your logo or the colors that are surrounding your work or your packaging. How would it feel if the brands that you enjoy didn't spend any thought on those things either? Would you even consider buying things from them? I would not, I would not for sure. And I doubt you would either. So if you want your audience to take you seriously, then you need to take your brand seriously. You are in charge of bringing value to your work. I can't do that for you. I can help you, but I can't do it for you. Your customers can't and probably won't do it for you. Um, you're making your work peers can't do this for you. This requires you to step into your vision, to step into your excellence of taste and to create something that is so attractive, so beautiful, so aligned with your vision and your taste that it looks like you, it feels like you. The energy and the emotions that I gather from encountering your brand feel like what you want them to feel like. Here's the deal. You already have a brand. You may not be aware of it. You may not have crafted it. You may have just um, stumbled upon it because of you being a human and creating beautiful work in the world, but you already have a brand. Is it saying what you want it to be saying? Is it elevating your work effectively? Is it communicating to your audience well? And if the answer is no, then focus on this. This is not something to just gloss over and ignore. This really matters. If you want to create work that will attract buyers, I'm going to just say this with love. <laughs> I see a lot of artists' websites. I see a lot of creators of work, especially at the beginning of making artwork. We work on it, we refine things. By the end of the course, they're in a wholly different place. But at the beginning of the course, I get to see a lot of creators' work. And most of them know that they're here for some progress, right? But most of them, especially the ones that come to me and say, I can't sell anything. I don't know how to sell things. No one's buying my work. When I go into their site, when I go on their Instagram, I can also see why. They are not valuing their brand. They are not elevating their work effectively. It doesn't seem like a serious endeavor. 
Um, so again, I'm saying this with love because I want creatives to thrive. I want the creative community to, to become so healthy and so hearty that the world knows that they can access creativity easily and accessibly and right from the makers themselves. So use your power as the one that gets to create this beautiful work and gets to share it with the world. Remember that you are in charge of bringing value to your work. So if you want to attract buyers to your beautiful work, if you know that your work is good and you know that your work deserves to be um, seen and appreciated, then the thing that you have to think about is that connection point. And that connection point is your brand, okay? Let's talk about how you can do this practically because talking in theory is my favorite thing in the world, but practicality is when it gets real. So let's talk about how to create something really practical inside of your creative business. I'm gonna recommend that you begin with the most important part, your vision. If you have a vision for your brand, for your work, for where you want it to be seen in the world, how you want it to be felt by your ideal audience member, your ideal customer, that is the most important place to begin. If that feels too abstract for you, I'm gonna give you some homework, okay? I would like for you to go to Pinterest or to Google Images or to magazines if you want to cut things out and have them all over the floor and feel them that way, do it. I love that. I want you to create a mood board. And if you're on Pinterest, this can be 20 to 40 pins, things that feel like the vision that you have for your work. Now, I don't want you to pin other artists' work that's not really helpful. We're not talking about artwork or, or creative products here. We're talking about the brand that surrounds your work. This might be photography, it might be inspiration, it might be typography, it might be different ways of, of designing things and laying out websites. Um, it might be just clippings from, from other marketing campaigns that you've seen. Get creative. Again, judgment is reserved for the edit, so at this phase, don't judge, just put it on the board. See what comes to you, just feel it, sit with it, enjoy that process of just gathering things that make you happy. And then we can begin to edit things that don't quite fit your unique brand vibe. In module four of making artwork, I actually take you inside of my brand guide and the Pinterest boards that help me to you know, get to that place with my designer and think through colors and fonts and different elements that would surround the work. But even more than that, it really helps us to define the, the essence of the brand. So why does Emily Jefford's studio feel a certain way? Why does my artwork speak to someone in a certain way? What, what emotions do I want them to walk away feeling? If you have that kind of information, you know, on the worksheets that we've created or in your mind, write those things down because the more you can get clear about what you want someone to feel when they experience your work, when they experience your offerings, the more you can align that feeling with things like colors and fonts and layouts and imagery and textures and props and the photography that you're going to be using. All of those things hover around that feeling that is your brand. So as you're on Pinterest or Google Images or chopping up magazines, begin to notice some trends. Begin to notice things like, are there any colors that you're drawn to consistently? Any themes in imagery or in designs or in layouts that keep emerging? Are you drawn to any particular era? 
Um, one thing that I did not expect but happened in my brand inspiration gathering was I found myself very drawn to vintage typefaces, which I don't think I would have necessarily picked up on that had I not done this process. How do those images that you've gathered fit with your work? I would recommend once you have some images gathered that you pin or clip or add to your board images of your artwork or your creative work, whatever it may be, because seeing your inspiration along with your work might make some things really sing and some things not sing at all. And that you can't really tell until you see them all together. So I would definitely do that as one of the last steps. That way you can really find that harmony and find that synchronicity and things that don't fit that harmony. You can take them off the board and be like, okay, I like that, but it's not for my unique brand. This should be fun by the way. I hope this feels fun to you. I hope that this feels exciting to you. This is a time and a space in which you can just feel free to create and to gather and to harvest inspiration without having to be critical or overly judgmental. Just love it. What I'd recommend doing next is gather again, 20 to 40 images on your board or on your, in your collection. Um, and then sit with them for a little bit, pin your work, see how things fit together. See if they, if anything clashes substantially or doesn't seem to fit your, your overall vision, you know, very well, take those things off. But once you have that harmony, you begin to uh, find you and that's very exciting. So spend time with it. This matters a lot. If you need help, Again, making it work is the place for you to get that help. I, <laughs> I love branding. I love sharing the process of branding. I love talking about the ins and outs of creating a brand. Like I said, I take you through my entire process. I take you through the evolution of my brand through the years because it has definitely changed. We talk about how to get a bit editorial with which images belong and which ones don't. And I take you through a yes, no, essentially experiment inside of my own business. Things that I've been like, this image doesn't fit. It's not a bad image. It's just not the right one for me. So as you come to your brand maturity, as you come to your understanding of your brand, um, these things make a lot more sense and they become intuitive, like second nature. The nice thing about having a brand also is it gives you some guidelines. Decision-making fatigue is real. <laughs> we all know this, I'm positive. But one thing that happens when you begin to have those brand guidelines set in stone is you no longer have to decide what to do and how to do it. You now have the recipe essentially that you can just follow and you can just roll it out and make it beautiful in the world. But again, the most important thing for this phase of the process is to settle into the fact that you and your work deserve to have this much thought put into them, right? Your work deserves this. Your work deserves you to take it seriously, to think about it as something that is elevated and is important and is beautiful. So sit with that. If you wouldn't mind sharing about Share the Work, I would love for you to download the images and share them on your Instagram stories. You can tag me, you can share them with your friends, you can share them in Facebook, wherever you'd like to do so, I would be delighted by. Come back tomorrow, we're gonna to talk about something that I hope will be very empowering and very exciting to you. I'm gonna share the five places that I would market my work if I were beginning to do so today. And if you're thinking to yourself, I need to learn a lot more about marketing and branding and creating an elevated essence around my creative work, 
then definitely join Making Your Artwork. The door is open tomorrow. I'm so excited. They'll be open through the 10th. And inside of that course, I pour so much love and care and thoughtfulness into helping you create a profitable and sustainable business. One that brings you joy, one that is soulful, and one that will lead to the life that you are envisioning. I firmly believe that you have what it takes to grow a creative business and you have what it takes to sell your work consistently. I know that I can help you do that and I'm happy to show you inside of this course. Doors open once a year, so join us before March 10th and I cannot wait to see you in there. All right, come back tomorrow and we'll talk about the five marketing methods that I recommend for artists today. I'll see you there. Bye for now.